Back here on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly. Our producer is Shane Reardon. Our coordinating producer is Trace Ann Seeger. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Coming up here on The Score, after us, Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Schuster. Dr. Cole, I love this uh, next topic right here. Boy, do you make the uh, football helmet bigger? Can you make it smaller? Do you make it harder? How do we try to uh, innovate? And is it possible to make it concussion-proof? We're talking about football helmets, the recent innovations and the future. What do you think? Well, you know, I still actually have my high school football helmet. It's, do you really? Yeah, I was going to turn it into a lamp. Who uh, made it, Wilson? It was, it was Riddell. Riddell? Yeah, it was. Uh, so I went to, uh, so I don't know if you, you go back. Where did you grow up? Park Ridge. Yeah, so you remember Deerfield High School used to yep. have, you know, we always had a good football team in the late 70s, 80s. You yeah. Know? And Paul uh, Adams? Paul Adams. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he was your football yeah, coach. Yeah, that's right. And um, so it was, you know, we had 100 kids that would, would be out for a team. In fact, I still have my father's football helmet. Do you he, really? He played at Arizona State in that, uh, for a couple of years. Wow. Was not, we were all guards. I mean, can you imagine? I was about 185, same height, basically 5'8". 180, 100, about 185 pounds, used to bench, you can't prove it, used to bench about 345, 350. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised a, you a weighed that fire, much, though, 185. I was a total fire plug. And uh, <laughs> I was the same size in high school as I was in fourth grade. And uh, <laughs> just stopped growing a little early. So, uh, yeah, so, but that was, that, that was, it was great times. But, you know, so I still have my helmets and my kids on a shelf. And it has, uh, like, all you know, these black little, we used to have these diamonds every time you get, you sack someone, you get a little black electrical tape diamond the on it. So it has all these, like, back of the helmets. corroded pieces of black tape all over it. Yeah. You know? But, they, they, you know, I, I, it's funny because we didn't, you know, concussion then was you had to lose your memory. You know what I mean? Like, you had to be out for anyone to do anything. Yeah. You know, it was, and that was in high school. I, and I remember getting my head banged a lot. And I remember, I can remember the feeling like yesterday. I'm sure, and I thought about this recently, I'm sure every one of those um, was a concussion. You know what I mean? But we just, you say, oh, I got my head, you know, I got it. What, what do we just? Maybe a quick yeah, blackout? You, yeah, you just got a dinger or whatever. You just had those, we had these names for it, but we didn't take them seriously. Never blacked out. But you get hit hard, you have a headache, and then you go back and play, and you do it again. I mean, that was routine. The only time yeah, a kid ever came out is if he was laying on the field and, like, you know, maybe didn't remember something. Other than that, you always went back in. Do you remember that? And you played Absolutely, too. Absolutely, I did. Right? I played, Wasn't it I like that? through eighth grade. And yeah, then you I get stopped. your bell rung. Right. You get your bell. What happened? Oh, yeah. oh I got my bell rung. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, let me get sit down for a minute. Okay, go back out again. No, that was quite pretty often routine. We hit helmet on helmet. Yes. Right? Yeah, that was when spearing, when they took spearing away. My when I was in high school was when do you remember spearing right? Oh, Doug Plank course, was right. famous. So famous that was when they changed all the rules for you know like the um, you know the youth football uh, going all the way back down to third grade when I when we started playing it was this yeah. we used to call it mighty midget football. Wow. Well, it's estimated that five to ten hits in any NFL game are of concussion caliber. And let's bring on right now a gentleman who knows a lot about. Uh, innovations in the future of football helmets and head protection and equipment technologies. Thad Ide is with us from Riddell Sports, Senior Vice President of Research and Product Development. How you doing this morning, Thad? I'm well, guys. How are you? Thank you so much. For, we're good. Appreciate you joining us because this is uh, an interesting topic. I think we could do a whole hour show on this, but can you describe your role at Riddell and how the factors that factors into a you know bigger picture of uh, on-field protection in football. Well, yeah, I, uh, I lead the research and product development team at Riddell. Uh, I mean, we've got a talented mix of 
experienced engineers and kind of creative, innovative young talent. Uh, but we all think we've got pretty cool jobs because we get to get up every day and work on products that are designed to better and better protect young athletes. What 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 is it? Where's the uh, main factory? Uh, the the main production. Facility yeah, production is just out just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. And R and D is in Des Plaines. R and D is in Des Plaines. Is that the main? Is that your main R and D? Yes. Okay. And what is it like? What is it? Is it like one of those crash tests? I'd love to see your R and D facility. That'd be really oh. interesting. Is it like one of those crash? You know, you put you have a helmet that sits on a impactor and, and sort of you get you know where they can basically just put it on different surfaces and you know mirror what happens with uh, direct blow. Yeah, you're welcome to come out and visit our labs anytime. But uh, we have a number of different ways that we can you know, test football helmets, both at the material level, the subcomponent level, and then the full helmet level by using, you know, different crash test dummies, different types of head forms, and introducing impacts to them in different ways. And we like, you know, we can measure uh, measure different forces and, and different ways that the helmet acts and reacts and how it can reduce the forces of impact uh, to a player's head. Is it, um, so? so how many years have you been there? I've been at Riddell for 18 years. And are you engineering background? I am. I'm an engineer, uh, master's degree and a bachelor's degree from Michigan State University. How many uh, how many engineers or tribologists or you know all the you know, the kinds of people that deal in the biomechanics list do you guys have on staff? Oh, our R and D team is about 15 strong. Um, engineers, uh, technicians, product designers, uh, all. You know, all working, working their trades, trying to make football a safer game. I mean, is this like when you think about it? Is it is the helmet been the primary focus? You know, from an industry point of view, in terms of what people you know pay attention to, like when you know, I don't even know it, concussion right now is just part of our vernacular, and it's hard to remember when the transition was when it became part of our vernacular. You know, but let's just say over the last ten years, I have to imagine that you know you guys have been in you know the the, the driver's seat for innovation, and that, and I'd be really curious, you know, a has that been the primary focus from NFL at large, for example, and not just NFL, anyone who uses a helmet. It's, it's much broader than the NFL. And also, and I have to imagine you guys, you guys are the market, I, I would think you're the market leader. Uh, if you ask anyone out there who's, you know, what helmet do you, do you know of, most of them are going to say Riddell, I would imagine. Um, and then what's been the major innovations you've had over the last 10 years? Like what's the biggest change that we've seen that's currently being used uh, for football? Oh, I think Riddell's by far the market leader. Um, and I think in the last 10 years, you know, you hit it on the head. I think uh, awareness of, of concussion and taking it uh, seriously as a serious injury has, has certainly, uh, you know, gained a place in the public consciousness. And I think that's a good thing because I think it, uh, you know, it makes the game safer when you have that level of awareness and, um, you know, you're taking better medical care of athletes and, and they know, you know, that it's an injury that needs to be taken seriously. Visiting with Thad Eide. Thad is the Senior Vice President of Research and Product Development for Riddell Sports. We're talking about football helmets. So, Thad, can a helmet, football helmet, be made uh, that saves the brain from concussions? Well, I think football helmets certainly offer, you know, a level of protection against concussions. Uh, there's no such thing as a concussion-proof football helmet, but you know, in the, in the last 10 years even, you've seen significant leaps forward in technology and football helmets. Um, Riddell's introduced 
uh, you know, widely commercially available impact sensors, our, our insight impact sensing system that's uh, available in our football helmets. Um, you know, we introduced a technology just last year called Precision Fit, where we scan the surface of players' heads and create pad sets for the inside of their helmet that are, you know, made to match the surface of their head. Uh, and that's been a terrific, uh, terrific product. It's called Precision Fit, and uh, you know, elite athletes have been gobbling it up. Um, let me let me ask you a question. Is there so what's what's currently being used on a monitoring or surveillance point of view to collect data? What's actually out there uh, at either in the college setting or the NFL setting? What's being used? Well, there's a, a couple of different Riddell technologies that are out there. One is called the sideline response system, and that's been used. You know, Riddell invested in that. Uh, 15 years ago, and it's been used at major research universities like the University of North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Dartmouth. Uh, it's currently being used in a, a big study that's being managed by Medical College of Wisconsin that includes University of Wisconsin and UCLA and a number of other big universities to monitor on-field head impact exposure and and conduct research into how that might have you know long-term health consequences or not in athletes. So what's the data? What does it co- actually collect? A certain threshold, a certain threshold of energy. Uh, you know, what what does it collect? Who reviews it, and who sort of, you know, manages the information going forward and makes decisions based on it? Well, those particular systems collect all of the impact data for every head impact on the field. Okay, and and it, in in minute detail, they collect you know the, the force where on the helmet was struck, the direction from which the helmet the blow came. Um, it can compute different metrics, rotational metrics, linear metrics, and the researchers can then dig into that and see, you know, specific types of head impact exposure profiles that happen on the field. Now, that, and that's, that sort of data has been used to change the game over the last 10 years in ways I think a lot of people don't even realize. Um, rules changes have been generated based on it. Um, you know, the whole Virginia Tech uh, star rating system of football helmets is based on it, and that's certainly influenced the way people purchase football helmets. And, you know, because it's our data, we mine it and use it to better design protective football helmets and protective features in football helmets. Visiting mm. with Thad Eide from Riddell Sports, talking about the football helmet. I'm Steve Cash with Dr. Brian Coe. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on 670 The Score. Back to the basics, Thad. Uh, what material are football helmets made of? Uh, you know, football helmets are made of a, a combination of materials that make up the protective system. Um, there's you know, polymer resins of different types. You know, the, the outer shell of Riddell helmets is made from a type of polycarbonate that is uh, you know, the, same, the same material that bulletproof glass is made out of. And then we use other highly engineered resins, um, some foams and cell structures inside the helmet that are designed to absorb the forces of impact and not let them get to your head. You know, Thad, uh, we've seen uh, my two boys, uh, the older one, stop playing football. The younger one still plays 14 and 11, so my 11-year-old's still playing. Um, I've seen on some kids that we've played against putting foam rubber on the outside of a football helmet. Um, is that a new innovation? Is that something you guys are working on at all? Uh, it, it's not something that we're working on. I mean, we've tested those devices and found them to have uh, little or no value. Yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah, Intuitively, right. I just would think that that doesn't work. 
Yeah, believe if, if look if it was something that we thought added protective value to the football helmet, we'd be doing it tomorrow. Okay, okay, Brian Nicole, isn't it interesting that the first football helmets were thin, hard leather? Yep. And then no plastic, face mask, no face mask. Yeah, then plastic padding and face masks were added. I mean, right. is that's this, what my dad had. He was when he played at Arizona. He's, yeah. a, he's early eighties. That's what he played with. The way the football's going, I know Riddell's doing a great job. It's great to have Thad on, but I wonder with the way that the NFL is trying to protect the concussion situation, do you think it might ever go back to that where they eliminate <laughs> face masks and you know? I mean, I right now the I kids are it. playing; they're eliminating football it. in junior high. Yeah. Our junior high just eliminated my son, who played in eighth grade. His team was the last team to play with pads, and now yeah. they're playing with these these like leather football helmets, and they're playing different you know, sport. It's a different sport when now they're playing uh, touch. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of... Nine, be, nine Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested in his opinion on that. I mean, there's a lot of controversy. You look at injuries, for example. I mean, you get concussions in rugby, for example, right? But totally different gig. Those you look are crazy. Lacrosse, I know. Well, they, you can't hurt <laughs> no those pads. guys. You yeah. can't hurt those guys. Uh, lacrosse, same thing. So you got to wonder what the... Techno- how the t- technology itself weighs into the whole equation. But, you know, we at the sports summit, we had a couple guys weighing in on this, you know. And... Uh, it was it was interesting because you could build an argument that the you've got this high energy high force it's a you know it's a explosive collision sport right so does the equipment actually add to the risk i mean well how do you how do you answer that well maybe this is just the last question because we're running short on time but how do you answer that question what's the is 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 it just a necessary evil and then you got to sort of play catch up and, and and fill the gap because you have another problem because you've solved for another problem if you will well, yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've been posed this question before, and and I will weigh in on it. I and I always like to point out that yes, players used to wear leather helmets or no helmets, or you know, there was a time you know before the 1970s when there weren't standards for football helmets, and back in those days, a lot of people used to die playing football. So that's why there were yeah. rules changes, and there's better equipment now. So now we've we've solved that issue. So you know we're we're on to you know the next layer now. So uh, I think and I think the equipment will continue to get better and better. But you know you definitely need to have good equipment to play the game. Yeah, Thad, uh, do helmets have a shelf life? Uh, they do. Uh, I the, the Riddell's shelf life has long been ten seasons, and you retire them. Uh, the industry just recently caught up to us a few years ago, and will no longer recertify helmets that are. Uh, 10 years old or older. So uh, that's how long they last. You know, oftentimes uh, a helmet that gets used vigorously uh, won't, of course, last that long. But, you know, there's new technologies that are coming at us so fast now that, you know, I think it's it's pretty rare that somebody even keeps a helmet around for that long. Final question, Thad. We appreciate Thad Eid coming on with us from uh, Riddell. Um, let's have a takeaway for the football parents out there. Best way to fit your son or even daughter for a football helmet, and uh, is there a reconditioning situation where you could recondition a Riddell helmet? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the best way to fit your helmet is to have you know somebody who's experienced with football helmet fitting, you know, like a trained coach or equipment manager, or even your local Riddell representative. I mean, we often come and attend, uh, you know, first days of practice when equipment's issued and help fit 
fit products. So, uh, I, you know, I think, you know, th- those are reasons to give you confidence in, in how well your helmet is fit. And as far as reconditioning goes and recertification goes, you know, absolutely all Riddell helmets can be reconditioned and recertified. We recommend it be done every single year because once a helmet's been issued and once it's been on the field, you know, you never know what exactly has happened to it. So you want it back in the hands of somebody who knows what they're looking at to get it cleaned and sanitized, inspected, you know, repaired and, and importantly recertified to the protective standards that it's supposed to meet. RiddellSports.com is the website. Thad I joining us from Riddell Sports, Senior VP of Research and Product Development. Thanks, Thad, so much for joining us on Sports Medicine Weekly. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. When we come back, one of our favorite guests, Karen Malkin, our psychology of eating coach, is going to talk about nutritional strategies on getting through the holiday season without gaining weight. She's always fun to talk to. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly. On 670 The Score.